Welcome to Transmissions, where we talk all Hasbro, Takara, and third-party Transformers. On this episode, we have a new champion for the world's largest Transformers collection. Dr. Wu is downsizing to MicroMaster-scale G1 figures, and sadly, business was definitely not booming for Hasbro last year. Today is Wednesday, February 21st, 2024, and this is episode 578 of Transmissions. Welcome to Transmissions, the podcast that's planning on setting up a GoFundMe to pay all our legal bills. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team. Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hey, how's it going? And Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast. How else are you supposed to pay your legal bills? Let's talk Transformers. As always, we start the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for continuing to support the show and help us out keep this thing going. If you'd like to become a Donatron, just go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support. That's where you can sign up. And, uh, you know, you've got we get lots of perks. Uh, you get access to our bonus content. That includes our bonus show we like big bots done by daryl and dr pants got 12 episodes up ready to go so you can uh, view those all from our patreon page and more will be coming at some point in the future eventually (laughs) we've also got our transformers live play rpg podcast empire of rust currently we have our Special bonus show, The Rustred Files, and that's uh, coming to a close next week with episode 12. Currently, episode 11 is up, The Snake Machine, and episode 12 will be coming next Monday. And then, two weeks from there, we will have the season three of Empire of Rust, so the return of the main show and the return of the main cast of characters. Of course, uh, we've still got our exclusive Skybound Transformers number one comic with our cover art by EJ Sue. That's available at transmissionspodcast.com slash comic. And uh, if you order it for TFCon LA pickup, you can get it signed by artist EJ Sue, who will be there uh, at TFCon LA. So uh, please check that out. And uh, of course, you can still order it, and we will ship it to you. If you're not, if you're not going to make it to CFCon LA, we'll still send it out to you. And uh, this month, we've got our Toy Hacks uh, code for getting fifty percent off our uh, Toy Hacks. Uh, you know, at toyhacks.com. Use our code LOVETFs. Valentine's Day might be over, but love is still in the air. So we still love t- Transformers. So use that code LOVETFs, fifteen percent off. Uh, at uh, uh, at toyhacks.com Alright, uh, let's start off the show and get into Toy Talk and we're going to start off with Hasblab Thank you. 
So a um, little over a week after funding for the, um, the Omega Prime figures itself, uh, we have passed the first tier. Uh, 13,000 backers was reached, uh, I believe it was on Thursday or Friday of last week. And that unlocked the Matrix Blade, which is a, an almost two-foot-tall sword. And, um, you know, it's a great thing to, you know, be plowing through these tiers. But now we are getting close to the, the only other tier in this HasLab. I'm, re I'm really hoping they surprise us with something else. But uh, if we pull up the current count... And we are at 14,033 as we are recording this Sunday night. We need to hit 16,000 for the um, the two bases, like the two stands. I imagine with the 25 days left, we're going to hit that pretty soon. And I just, I don't, I don't know if they've been in this situation before where there is such a significant amount of time remaining in the campaign and they're almost going to be out of tears to hit. Um, so, I mean, before we move on, uh, Charles, Darrell, what do you think? Uh, do you think they're going to surprise us with something, add some tears, or is, is this going to be it? They might throw something in. Uh, I mean, they did, that's what they did. They did with Desaurus where they added, they tacked in those MicroMasters uh, after the first mm -hmm. two tiers were passed. So, if they can, if they can put something that's like an already existing mold or something, they might already have something ready to go. You know, they did do a line of MicroMaster uh, figures during the RID. Like it was, I think the there was a line of MicroMasters in the show. Uh, maybe they could find some of those molds. I think it was just reused G one MicroMaster molds anyway. But sounds like a good candidate. Enough? Uh, like, I mean, you're the big R.I.D. fan here. Uh, some would say the biggest, but uh, some may argue <laughs> that I have more R.I.D. toys. So I may, I may claim that as well, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you, uh, you know, just just for just for tonight. Anyway, I have the um, DVDs. Well, that's something. Um, <laughs> uh, what uh, what would you want to see as an additional tier here like adding micro masters is has been done yeah you know they've done it twice you know it was part of the the campaign for star saber and it is was added bonus for deathsaurus um you know sure it's nice to get them but it's not something them? that I, yeah, it's not something that I look over at my death source and say, oh, my God, I'm so glad I got these two MicroMasters. They're so yeah. cool, right? What would you want to see, Jeremy, as the RID super fan you are, uh, added to this, you know, campaign with, you know, let's say 20 days left? I mean, with, like, a dream wish would be another deluxe figure. I don't think they're going to do that. But... um I mean, we know that there is a, likely going to be at least a sideburn coming because we had that slipstream, but obviously the mold was meant for sideburn as well. Mm -hmm. I don't see them taking that out of mainline, putting it into here. That's just throwing away money. But 
But what if they did an exclusive one? What if they did the the red colored one? That would be nice. That I mean, do any of the three car brothers in their super mode colors? I think that would be great. I, d- I doubt that they would do something that requires that much engineering as an add-on, but I would love that. Um, beyond that, I don't know. I mean, it, it like it's hard, especially with the news we have coming up on the financial stuff, knowing the reality and knowing what I want, they don't really mesh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't know if they could throw in another deluxe class figure of like one of the car brothers. I think that would be the optimal thing to add. And that would actually boost, I'm sure the numbers of people that order this, mm-hmm. you know, getting two commander class and two deluxe figures, you know, that that's, an amazing deal. Yeah. I mean, that's the, I mean, you're looking at it here. This figure is fairly self-contained, you know, once you've, you've got it, you've got the two commander class figures. Honestly, the, the, the deluxe out of the, the gun is just kind of a bonus. It's right. You know, you're not really going to do anything with blue bolts because it's just a, it's a gun that they, they made, you know, turn into arms and legs. Right. So, So you're not really going to do a whole heck of a lot with that, but you know, adding another deluxe to it, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Well, and if you had Magnus in the vehicle mode, they said it'll hold three deluxe figures. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that'd be kind of fun. So you'd be, you'd already be one on the uh, you know the deluxe side. So that'd be kind of neat. Uh, for for me, I'm still on the fence whether I'm even going to do this or not. But. Uh, um, you know, making it a little bit more appetizing to someone like me, that'd be a big, a big push to the, to the get it side. I found out next week. I mean, it's, uh, it'll probably be up to, you know, up to the second tier by next week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all we have in HasLab this week. So, um, we'll, we'll see next week where we are. All right, let's move on to some quick hits. All right, and we are going to start off this week by talking about the Guinness Book of World Records. And this thing made its, uh, uh, the news about this made its rounds around social media this past week. And uh, we got a new champion, uh, Mike K. Uh, got uh, named the uh, the owner of the world's largest Transformers co- collection, uh, and uh, he is from San Diego, California, and he is a proud owner owner of ten thousand five hundred and sixty eight individual Transformers items um, in his collection as of September thirtieth, twenty twenty three. And uh, no relation to David K. No, there's a. Uh, I wonder if there's a chance that he'll be at TFCon LA, Charles, because there's a picture here with a, a, another gentleman who's wearing a, a, a TFCon LA shirt. So um, I think there's a pretty good chance we might see him there. It's a uh, it's a like a three hour drive from San Diego to uh, LA. Yeah. So, um, so this possible. is pretty cool. Uh, according to the article, this collection is worth over three hundred thousand dollars, which I I do not doubt. Uh, you know, you get some of these old collections. Um, there's, if you look at some of the pictures, uh, if Jeremy's going to scroll through some of the pictures here, if he can, I, the, uh, I don't have, uh, 
Yes, yeah. this article is not does not have the pictures Hold readily on. available. TFW. Right. The uh, um, some of these uh, this gentleman owns a significant amount of in-box figures, which uh, uh, I give a lot of respect to. That that is a, a lot of G1 in-box. Uh, is an entire wall of uh, of in-box stuff like a store. It looks uh, it's it's a lot of pieces. It's it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. So you see a couple of know, those RID MicroMasters up there. Yeah. So, you know, game recognizes game. You know, I, I, you know, I can, I can definitely uh, appreciate this. I had a, at one point, the wall that sits right here beside me was all like pegs and stuff. And I made it like, you know, people would come down and say, your room looks like a store. And I said, yeah, it was kind of the point. That's kind of what I wanted it to look like. And then it got a little overwhelming and I had to, I had to take it all down. Um, but, uh, this is an impressive collection and, uh, this is all due, I think, in response to the fact that the previous record holder um, essentially got the record because nobody else had it. So they just kind of contacted Guinness Book of World Records and said, I think I've got the biggest collection. And they went there and said, okay, you guess you do. And this was, uh, this was a gentleman with uh, 5,150 pieces. Um, and that, uh, so... So this new the new champion here, um, uh, Mike well, has there was there absolutely was a, destroyed there was a guy it. before him. There yeah, was I think a guy before it went him. back and forth a couple of times. Oh, did it? And oh, then okay. this guy is just like, no, let's set the bar pretty high. Yeah. So <laughs> this uh, this this one has absolutely slaughtered the previous record of just over five thousand pieces. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, pretty impressive and. Uh, it makes me want to count my figures and stuff, my memorabilia. I mean, does it include like individual stickers? Like, I mean, I've got, <laughs> I've got Transformers stickers and stuff. Does that, do I count those individually? I would assume so. So, you know, I don't know, but it's a lot of work. I don't have the time. It's ridiculous, you know, but congratulations to Mike. Uh, you know, I hope to see you at uh, TFCon LA and uh, then I can ask you if they actually do count stickers individually. <laughs> <laughs> hey um jeremy uh he said uh like when he was a kid his, his favorite figure is god jinrai and uh, when he was five or six he was very sick one day and stuck in bed and his mom brought out a box power master optimus prime to make him feel better that, that is a, a mom that deserves all the mother's day present <laughs> There's a mom who walks into this room that he's in and says, oh, my God, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. When I was sick, my mom came in with a bowl of soup and some toast. <laughs> Your mom just didn't love you as much as this, uh, this guy's not. mom loved him. Definitely. Yeah. It's obvious. Okay, next up, we've got more uh, Flame Toys Kuro Kara Kuri uh, models. One is Ultra Magnus, and uh, this looks very much like the IDW, uh, more than meets the eye, Ultra Magnus, designed by Nick Roche and Alex Milne. So if you were looking for a figure to capture that particular Ultra Magnus, here it is. Uh, these are non-transforming figures, uh, but they are very detailed, very stylized. Uh, we've also got a star scream on the way also in this line. These are not the uh the kits. These are the 
high-end uh expensive uh statue figures for the the Kurokara Kuri line so these look uh, pretty nice and uh Starscream uh looks like uh this is a for all the Starscream lovers out there this uh, this looks like another another one to add to your collection um I wonder if he will come with a crown doesn't at least the pictures here don't don't seem to show him with a crown yet but uh got to get got to get the crown right crown and cape there's obviously it, it doesn't doesn't look like it in this little bitty picture of the accessories no. Okay. I mean, he's still cool without the crowded cape, but you know. Yeah, uh, we also have a Shattered Glass Megatron that is coming soon. That was shown at the uh, Winter Wonderfest. Um, so uh, we don't know when that's coming out. That's a, I think that's a little bit further down the line, but uh, also looks cool. I did see Nick Roach on Twitter when this Magnus was announced uh, saying that you know, he didn't have a hand in designing this figure, but he would love to work with Flame Toys. So, if Flame Toys is listening, reach out to Nick. You, you, know, you, you want someone yeah. to design amazing figures. There's one of your guys. Yep. You're already using their designs anyway. Right. You might as well <laughs> invite them to help you out there. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, we have some Dr. Wu new figures. Uh, these are uh, DW E25 and E26, as well as E27 and E28, which are uh, recolors of these same figures. So it's uh, E25 is Microscope and E26 is Grapple, which uh, these are Perceptor and Holler. I'm not sure how they get away with the Grapple since that's also a character name. <laughs> but uh, these are MicroMaster scales, um, and, and show some of the pictures here. Um, I think Grapple's too generic, so they can't really okay. trademark it. I think they 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 probably yeah. trademark like Autobot Grapple or something. Yeah, that's probably right. So I mean, these are fully transforming little bitty figures. Um, I, I I think these are smaller than your typical MicroMasters. I think these are. The, I mean, the website here says MicroMaster, but I think these are the really tiny Dr. Wu figures that we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they look really good. Perceptor looks as much as a micro, like a microscope as a G1 figure ever did. And then he has that cannon mode. But the robot mode, I think, really shines, particularly on Perceptor. And then the other ones we have um, here are the um, Black Mirror and Crane Hook. And that, that's a, a black version of Perceptor and, or I guess, Magnific- Magnificus. 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 <laughs> and Grapple. So Crane Hook <laughs> is, actually named, is actually Grapple. Grapple is Holler. Um, but you know, these are the same figures, just different colors. And these are all going to be two packs. So that, that is how those, those really small ones are sold. So I think this is really cool though. I I love these figures. I have a couple of them and the Dr. Wu, uh, does a great job on these little tiny figures. So 
to, if you want to get something just to kind of be able to keep in your pocket and then just pull out and fiddle with these figures are really great for that. Well, I'm not, I'm not a fan of them uh, swapping the, the color schemes for what the two packs, like most people I think would want a grapple colored grapple and a perceptor colored perceptor and not, not have to buy both two packs to get the, the colors that they want. We heard capitalism, Charles. I think of the, <laughs> did this on purpose, Charles. Uh... Yeah. I, I, I know they did it on purpose. I can still complain <laughs> about it. I'm complaining about it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the, they're not super expensive either. They're, I think the two pack I got with, um, I think it was, it was Soundwave and Beachcomber, I think. Um, and it was only like $40 for the two. So they're not expensive either. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, we are going to jump over to Magic Square, and we are going to talk about some new Dinobots uh, that are going to come out in Legend Scale. Uh, so we are first going to look at uh, the Magic Square's version of Sludge. And so... Magic Square has been really kind of hitting it out of the park recently, and they have uh, obviously gone ahead and decided they're going to do the Dinobots. And all we've got here are great prototype images, uh, and I wouldn't even say prototypes; these are these are like CG renders. So um, these are probably still pretty far off, um, but uh, we're taking a look at them anyway because that's what we do. Um, the Last company to do legend scale Dinobots was New Age, and they went pretty well. Uh, last I checked, they were uh, selling like gangbusters out there, and obviously New Age does them in like every other color too. So uh, I would expect these to go very, very well. Um, from what I can tell, the uh, the the transformation looks extremely G one accurate. And uh, the figures look awesome. So let's jump over to the second one revealed. And this is Grimlock. And uh, we've, uh, I mean, this is G1 Grimlock. It looks fantastic. So, I mean, I don't know what else you want to uh, look at as far as, uh, you know, what you want to expect from a G1 Grimlock. They look uh, fantastic. And these are just going to be in legend scale. So uh, recently I've been getting a lot of uh, Magic Square stuff and they've all been great. So um, I have a lot of faith in Magic Square to do a really good job on these. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to them. I honestly have been uh, looking for a reason to kind of get a Legend-scale Dinobot uh, team. So this may be the, my, uh, my reason to jump in on them. So, yeah. And uh, looks like they're only doing three right now. But uh, you know the rest of them are coming for sure. So Yeah. And I don't know who that third one is going to be. I have no idea. It's in it's in silhouette, so you can't tell. Yeah, maybe Devastator. I don't know. It could. I mean, it looks more like Megatron, really. But it looks like they're going with a cartoon kind of design with these. Yeah, I think it, it yeah. works really well. Yeah, it's clearly sure. Paddles. Oh, <laughs> Paddles wasn't in the show. You're ridiculous. He, he was off camera a few times. <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, over on Instagram, uh, our favorite uh, designer Mark Mayer, uh, our you know, has been uh, giving us some behind the scenes looks at uh, the newest figures that were announced. We've got our Triple Changer Sandstorm. Uh, got lots of uh, uh, pictures of him in action in robot mode and in helicopter mode and in dune buggy mode this figure looks really nice um i think this this might be a pickup for me just to to capture my nostalgia from the the youth when i had uh i had this triple changer in my collection so might want to recapture that but he he looks really good he's got uh so um, that extra accessory, I guess, to, to justify the leader class price point with the little, uh, you know, the little uh, rescue cage. And that I guess it turns into like a shield and everything. Uh, he looks nice next to fellow dune buggy beachcomber. So they've got the, um, I guess, was that an Earthrise beachcomber there? That, uh... In Kingdom? Uh, or Kingdom? Which one uh, it's, okay. it's the newest one. Yeah, yeah. whatever that one is. <laughs> Yep. Legacy. Probably but, legacy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh this this sandstorm looks looks really nice. Um Yeah, I see so there's some discussion on, on the Instagram comments about the, the toy hat toy head versus the cartoon head. I, I think I would have preferred the cartoon head, but you know, I I think it still looks good. I'm interested uh, to we see all... how those um it says the tires are, are like PVC rimmed like rubber. Um, I I never saw the beach camera, um, so I'm wondering how well that feels. If it's any different, it feels, just gro- it feels real good. It does mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, it feels nice. Really nice. Great. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, we uh, Mark Mark also. Uh, Put up another uh, gallery for Silverbolt. This is Legends uh, Silverbolt, the not the G1 Silverbolt, but the Beast Wars Silverbolt. Uh, so you can see this figure. This looks really nice. Uh, it looks like it's pretty close to the original uh, G1 Beast Wars <laughs> Silverbolt figure. Uh, here he is with uh, his girlfriend Black Arachnia, which I, I believe that's a that's that's Kingdom Black Arachnia, I believe. Um, so uh you can see this figure fits will fit nice in with your neo g or neo beast wars figures if you were collecting the kingdom all the kingdom beast wars figures this will probably fit right in there i like how he took he had that stand with the autobot logo and he just took one of those patches from the rise of the beast premiere and stuck it on the back (laughs) so he has the, uh, the maximal logo yep mark's clever (laughs) <laughs> that's that's why uh, he designs all the Hasbro toys. <laughs> no, no shade to all the other awesome designers at Hasbro that we that we know and love on the on the live streams there. Uh, but yeah, this uh, this brings back memories of uh, fond memories of the uh, Beast Wars Silverbolt that uh, I, I mean, my brother had as a kid. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, it looks good. It's a, a nice pose here with I think that's a bot bot uh, dog toy. Oh yeah, <laughs> Tiger Hawk uh, playing playing fetch with the silver bolt here. 
All right. Uh, next up, we have kind of off the wall. Um, this is from the Bradford Exchange website, which wouldn't, you know, wouldn't surprise me if you've never heard of it, if you're like under 60 years old. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like that's Bradford Exchange is a commercial I remember seeing when watching like game shows as a kid. Um, but they have a new Transformers Autobot uh, versus Decepticons wall clock. It's it's artisan crafted, officially licensed, and it costs two hundred dollars. It's gonna be released in April. Uh, it is very G one themed. It's it's got the G one renditions of all these characters, the colors, and it's got that split Autobot Decepticon faction logo that I think Botcon originally did, and then you know Hasbro's just used it a few times. What obscure G1 characters are on this clock, Jeremy? Tell uh, me. Uh, <laughs> no one you'd know. <laughs> um, it, it's got uh, Grimlock, Bumblebee, Optimus, Megatron, Starscream, and Soundwave. Oh, so, whoa. The, so, the, the, like the E or F class characters yeah. here. <laughs> and, and then it's got the Matrix in the front and uh, the Decepticons cover the first half of the day and then the Autobots cover the second half of the day. Mm. So, but I don't know. In terms of the way these characters look, I think they look pretty good. It's, you know, they're all in robot mode except for Grimlock, who's in his dino mode, which shows you that the people putting this together knew the, the forms you wanted to see of each of these characters. That's always the way it goes. Yeah. Grimlock's always <laughs> dinosaur mode. It, that's what the people like. So Mac Omega Prime instead. Yeah. Although the faces are a little bit weird. I mean, this Megatron face is a little creepy. And I don't know, the Starscream face as well. I don't know. But it, it's interesting. It's two hundred dollars. If if you want it, you know, follow the link in the show notes. If you yeah, have... this is. Go ahead. I mean, it's it's just kind of you know. First of all, who's who's putting up wall clocks in twenty twenty four? Yeah, um, I I just realized that the, the Autobot Decepticon faction symbol is the pendulum. Yeah. <laughs> Does it need a pen? It's a. It's probably a digital clock, right? That you, you plug in. It doesn't need a pendulum, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a regular, like, cuckoo clock kind of deal, right? Like, just uh, the cuckoo is you for buying it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and shipping and handling is going to be $26 as well. Back, so. back Omega Prime. It's, it's only <laughs> yeah. a few dollars more. Back yeah, Omega Prime. You get much more value out of Omega Prime. All right. Uh, we are going to take a look now at uh, a, uh, what is the stock images? Yeah, we got stock images to talk about. Yes. Um, these are of uh, the Studio Series Gamer Edition Sideswipe. And uh, I hate this figure. I hate it so much. Um 
I can't stand the feet. If you're looking at the the images that we're we're putting on the screen here, the feet on this figure are horrendous. Um, Jeremy, I'm going to ask you to do a little work here, but I want you to bring up uh, Generations Fall of Cybertron Sideswipe. And that is what this figure is based on. They've obviously changed the transformation, and that's fine. You can do that. But the feet on the old figure are so much better. There you go. Look, look, look at that. Like, yeah. they don't have to be, like, amazing, but they're full. Like, it's a full foot. Um. Yeah, I just this this figure, this older figure is just far and away a better figure. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what to say. I I am not a, I'm not happy with the the new Suda series sideswipe. Um, I was a humongous fan of the Fall of Cybertron line when it originally came out. Yeah, okay, they're quote unquote chug scale, right? If that thing is if that's still a thing. Um, and Studio Series is its own thing. So it's, you know, it's supposed to be some kind of premiere, you know, uh, line. But this this figure has, this new figure has got some real garbage engineering on it. And uh, I really would like them to kind of just take the old figure and kind of remake it. That's not going to happen because they've already got it out. Um, but uh, man, oh yeah. man, this, this old figure is far superior. Yeah, going back the, to the, the new figure here. Looks like they moved all God. the wheels to the the, the shoulders in the back, whereas like the they were in the 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 feet and the forearms before. Yeah, so it's just different use of the mass. Yeah, it's uh you know they it's an obviously different transformation, and I can get that. I I understand that, but God, that's just such an ugly looking figure. He doesn't ha- even have his like giant Gatling gun thing. No, and figure came with. And if you played the game, you know that the gun that he gets uh, that you have with that original figure is the gun that you end up using with Optimus Prime. So you get Prime's gun with Sideswipe. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I just I'm not a fan of this figure. Uh, it's got a faux chest, which we all hate, right, Charles? We hate faux chests. Here, this is the anti. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's another interesting. I didn't realize. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's just a. I don't know. I can't. I, this is a, a definite no buy for me. And if I can slap it out of people's hands before they buy it, I'm going to do that too. <laughs> just go to TF no. You see somebody with it? No. no. Bad <laughs> Terry Tate. Let's go. Transformers. <laughs> Let's go walk around and we'll find the old one. It's better. It's much better. <laughs> anyway, I just had to go on the rant here. If you want to look at the new pictures of the new one, go ahead. Go ahead. The old one's better. Way better. Way, way better. Daryl's opinion is clear. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all our quick hits. Uh, let's move on and talk about our main discussion topic. All right. Uh, better get ready. It's financial time. 
Hasbro did not do so well this first quarter or this last quarter of last year. Hasbro lost $1.06 billion in Q4. Uh, this says, despite profit profits from Wizards of the Coast. Um, this uh, largely comes from the sale of E1, from what I can tell, because they took a huge loss from what they they bought E1 for and what they sold it for. Um, but Hasbro, um, let's see, the consumer products, including toys and the non-Hasbro games, lost $126 million. And just company-wide sales were down 23%. Uh, so, you know, th- this is, they, they did have a few s- small bright spots there, like digital gaming, Baldur Gates 3 was a huge hit. Charles, I'm sure you can attest to that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, and, and I still haven't bought it yet. So they, they've still got one more sale <laughs> coming for it. Oh. <laughs> um, we got to play portal 40 first. Bucks is gonna, <laughs> 40 bucks is going to help. <laughs> yeah. Um, but another bright spot, I'm going to go to this other, uh, this T-Formers page here. Um, Transformers was plus 25%. <laughs> so in addition to Wizard of the Coast and Magic the Gathering, Transformers had an exceptional year. So that bodes well for us as a podcast, so we can still have stuff to talk about. <laughs> I mean, is that not just the price increase they just raised the price to 25 percent. this is full year growth in transformers was 25 percent. so they you know price increase yeah but they also they put out so many products and also so many repaints i'm sure that also helps because the repaint is largely profit because the engineering's done Mm -hmm. um but you know they they had I don't know, their franchise brands were down, so I guess that's things like Star Wars figures, you know, other things that they, they don't actually own the IP for. Mm-hmm. Um, but there has there wasn't a lot of, like, Marvel and Star Wars media to back up a toy line. Should just dump those. Wow. But um, anyway, I uh, wanted to kind of talk about this and what you guys think. Um one, another thing I saw, I don't know if it was in this article or not, but was um, they they did, like, they mentioned, I can't remember how they put it, but essentially, like, the stuff we were seeing at the discount stores might have been coming from Hasbro, not the stores like Walmart, you know, in mm. terms of just kind of getting rid of in, excess inventory. So I'm not sure if we should expect that in the future as well, but this last year we saw more than normal go to things like Ross and TJ Maxx and stuff. So I think if it were me there, or what I'm thinking is they're likely to more scale down the lines. So they won't have to do that as much going forward, but they're clearly going to be making cost cuts. And, you know, I think we've already seen some of that, but transformers, I would hope isn't going to be affected as much since it's clearly one of their strongest brands. So, um, I mean, what do you guys think about all of this? Well, I mean, unfortunately it, it, I mean, I don't, I don't have 
any data to back this up, but I I think it it feels like toys are going the way comics are going, you know, or comics have gone already, where you know comic books used to be for kids cheap. It was it was cheap entertainment for kids that kids could afford, and kids were the primary audience. Uh, and you know there were of course there were adults who continued to collect comic books, but they were the minority. Uh, and you know, each gener successive generation would continue to fuel the industry because the kids would keep buying comics. Now, you know, comics are largely an adult thing, and the market has shrunk to reflect that because it's you know a, a much smaller fraction of adults who buy comics than than kids. And um, you know, where the the comic industry has shrunk as a result of that. Um. I see toys going the same way. Toy, you know, kids just don't play with toys like they used to, and the market for toys is continuing to shrink. I mean, we've lost the only major toy retailer in the United States that was that was still primarily selling toys. Um, of course, I mean, you could argue that that wasn't that wasn't a natural loss. That was kind of you know hedge funds basically hollowing out a business and then selling it for parts. So that was kind of, you know, not really due to, due to market demands, just due to, you know, some, some greedy CEOs or whatever. Um, Cause Toys R Us is still thriving in Canada, right, Daryl? Well, <laughs> I was in one, I was in one yesterday uh, and uh, it has changed uh, significantly. Um, uh, my Toys R Us that I used to work at is now selling, um, furniture and, um, DVDs and records. Well, I mean, uh, Best Buy is, is getting out of the media business. So. <laughs> is, is it still calling itself a Toys R Us <laughs> or is it just yeah, the, it build, is. the building? It is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, it doesn't bode well, you know, I yeah. mean, there are, there are a lot of record stores like and stuff like that that and, and, and we saw it with uh, you know uh, EB games which is now GameStop here in Canada that they they come stores like this who are primarily in the uh, you know one field like gaming we were a game store um, well that doesn't work anymore uh, it has to uh, diversify you know and a, a strict comic book store cannot just sell comics and survive anymore you have to be a gaming store as well you have to do other things you have to be into collectibles yeah. as well right exactly you know because these you know if you do not diversify you are going to be dead um and we're seeing this now with the uh, toys r us here in canada and some companies who are not successful at diversification are going to die and frankly, the store, when I was in it yesterday, it looked like a store that was on the brink of death. Uh, it, you know, they may be in the, in the, in the flux, you know, portion of it. They may be just moving shit in and kind of just resetting up, but, uh, it's, uh, it's not, it does, it's not looking good. Um, you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of scary because, uh, you know, here we are, it's February and they've got a whole rest of the year to make it through because Toys R Us lives and dies on its Christmas seasons. And uh, if they can't get to another Christmas season, then uh, it's going to be trouble. 
And I don't know. It's just, it, it didn't look really good. Um, what I wanted to say about uh, the, the story that Jeremy was talking about, though, is that um, the uh, Magic the Gathering stuff, I heard the exact same story talked about, but from a Magic the Gathering standpoint. And this year was a huge year for Wizards of the Coast, um, mainly because of their uh, Lord of the Rings promotion, not really promotion. They're, they're, they call it universes beyond, but they have a Lord of the Rings crossover set. So the same thing that Transformers does with their, like, you know, their collaborative stuff. Well, Magic the Gathering has been doing the same kind of thing, only it's an entire set and, uh, Lord of the Rings kind of kicked it off. Um, they've been doing other ones in the past, but Lord of the Rings was the big one. And, uh, they, put in this promotion that there's going to be this one of one card that you could get. And the card was available. You could get a regular version of the card, but this one of one would be serialized. It would be a special card and, you know, it would just be, you know, shiny. It would be a foil version and people would buy, we're buying boxes and boxes and boxes to, to get this one of one serialized card. You know, it ended up being pulled here in Toronto, and then that person subsequently sold it to Post Malone for two million dollars. That's not sustainable, but though. <laughs> it's but that's the thing is Wizards of the Coast sees this and thinks, well, the next time we do one of these things, we're going to do another one of these one of ones, and it's going to go the same way. It has to, right? History continues to repeat itself until, you know, well, it's not going to be able to do that. It's ridiculous. Post Malone is not going to continuously step up to the plate and buy every single one of these for $2 million. Right. Even he said it on a, on a, on our interview with, uh, what's his nuts. Uh, you know, um, the, the, the guy, a fear factor guy, whatever his name is. Oh, Rogan. Joe Rogan. 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 He asked him, he said, is that a, you know, was that smart? He's like, it's probably not my, my, my best financial decision, but you know, he's like, I wanted it. So I bought it, you know? Um, so wizards of the coast had a big, big year because of a, a few different things going their way and a really popular set kind of getting scooped up by collectors. You know, a lot of people were after this one of one card because they knew it was a $2 million card. Right. Post Malone came out and right off the top and said that whoever pulls this thing, I want it. I'll pay you two million dollars for it. Right. And yeah, so I don't see this foreseeable thing happening with Wizards of the Coast again. Right. They've, you know, but Transformers doesn't have anything like that. They could. I've thrown this theory out before that, you know, with the uh, with Transformers Prime, if you remember, we talked about this, the first edition figures that they came out with, those things went off the shelves like crazy, mm-hmm. crazy, just because it said first edition on it. And once they were gone, they were gone. It was done. That whole thing was done. And then, you know, if they started kind of, it's not really serializing them, but it's kind of like, you know, once this mold is done, we're not doing it anymore mm-hmm. and it's gone. Get that shit out of there. But you can sell shit like that and you can get it put out in the market and and have that stuff desirable by collectors and it'll 
you're going to have scalpers. Unfortunately, that's just the way it's going to be. But people are going to buy up everything because it's going to be one yeah, and done. It's scarcity. It's a scarcity thing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you just you need to drum up business. If you need to sell transformers, you need to create scarcity on this stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like on the whole, though, the Transformers team has been doing a fairly good job. I mean, they've been doing a lot of characters people have been asking for, especially with the the Legacy United line kind of bringing in characters from various shows. It's been great. But but we've been getting so many, excuse me, so many repaints. And that's always going to be the problem where I think people like, like I, I miss out on, you know, the regular sound wave, but then the 40th anniversary comes out. I'm like, well, I can just pick mm-hmm. up that one. Yeah. But that's the thing is, is it's the Transformers team is satisfying the fandom. They're satisfying existing fans as, uh, as well as uh, everybody who's currently watching the shows. They're bringing those, you know, they're, they're satisfying all of those people, right? What the magic of the gathering people are doing is they're bringing new people in. Right, all these, yeah. uh, all these uh, Lord of the Rings fans saw. Oh my God, there's new Lord of the Rings product out. I'm going to go buy it. Well, what's the game? Okay, well, let's learn this game. Okay, well, Magic of the Gathering stuff. Their product is set up that you can just buy a box, open it up, shuffle it up, and play the game. Right, and then they say, "Well, that was fun. What I can, what else can I do with it? Oh well, there's thirty thousand other cards that you can play. You know, just put one of them in here, take one of them out, and you're good to go." Right. So that's fun. So then you can you can do that. But Transformers really isn't set up to bring new people in. They have a show that's good. It's fantastic. We have the movie coming out, the animated movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that's that's what I'm saying. Like the new people are supposed to be the kids. Like we're supposed to we're supposed to be getting kids playing with Transformers. And that doesn't seem to be happening at least. And the other thing is all the kid focused stuff in transformers is the cheap stuff that isn't as well designed or engineered uh as the collector focused stuff like they scrapped the um the legacy show that was going to be a companion for the for you know this toy line after the the war for cybertron trilogy ended um so you don't have a show that's that's pushing these new figures so kids or anyone else is not aware of these figures because there's no accompanying uh marketing for it um and then earthspark is uh you know has its own line but are kids really getting our kids getting those toys are kids playing with those toys um i mean the botbots line came out well before the show and that timing was just horrible (laughs) yeah so yeah, I mean, I, I think the toys toys are for kids. They've always been for kids. They're supposed to be for kids. The collect the adult collectors are supposed to be the gravy. They're not supposed to be the main market segment. If they become your main segment, your segment's going to shrink drastically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's going to be a problem for for all the toy companies. Uh, if they're not, the issue is going to be to getting kids toys. off their phones. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's the problem. Kids don't play with toys anymore. Jeremy's yeah. got one right in the demographic. Yep. Right. 
And I've got one that's coming into it. Mine still plays with toys because he doesn't know how to use a phone, right? But <laughs> Jeremy, how often does your son gravitate to a toy? Uh, not often, unless he want, grabs a Nerf gun and wants to shoot something. Okay, so, well, I mean, you know, he, he does occasionally come down aside. here, and then when he's talking to me, he grabs <laughs> off something back here and sure. fills with it. Yeah, it's it's yeah, a I, it's a problem with the toy industry. You're gonna it's yeah. it's going yeah. to die, right? We're just it's you know we are the the generation of toy buyers that are the collectors right now are what's keeping it afloat. I think. Yeah. You know, in terms of bringing in new collectors, like with the collaborative stuff, they need to stop going after the GI Joe collaboration, which is in house, or Universal Monsters, which is a a small subset of a subset. You need to go for the bigger names, like mm. you know, do a Knight Rider collaboration. Even though Knight Rider's not big, it's got iconic vehicle, or find some other popular franchise like the Jurassic Park one was a great idea. You know, there's mm. still new Jurassic Park movies. Ghostbusters was great because there was a new movie coming out. Figure out these other things like the the. Top Gun woman was also bad timing because the movie was pushed, but it, do yeah, more nice. more crossovers in the popular culture and not these like in-house mm -hmm. stuff. They should re-release that X-Men one in the next yeah. couple months because the X-Men show is coming back out. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, just timing on those is, is, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you get, get some of those out, but again, these are, these are all niche yeah. ideas right like these are one-off figures right there's nothing that i think is going to save the uh you know the industry here and they bring new force kids things. to care really <laughs> they, 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 i mean you need to find something that's going to to get the kids to play and i i gotta say this is something that's plaguing all of the toy companies right now they have got smarter people than all of us combined trying to figure out how to get kids to play with toys again. And you cannot complete compete with that little, little phone in their yeah. hands. My kid right? comes home, has a snack, does his homework, and then sits there with YouTube on the TV and he's playing a switch at the same time. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. It's crazy. I mean, yep. that, that's a lot of screen time for your son. We should talk about I, that. I, we're, we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, this is, it's an, it's an industry wide, wide problem. It's not just Hasbro. Um, and I think Q1 of this year, we're going to see more, uh, more it, uh, divisions line up a little bit more for Hasbro, but yeah, uh, there, you know, <clears throat> it's interesting. You can, there's there's more uh, things coming out with uh, with Magic the Gathering that they're trying to recapture some of this stuff from from last year and uh, it's insane. Like Magic the Gathering is absolutely insane with the amount of stuff that they throw out. So um, yeah, it's you know they're trying to to recreate uh, last year and uh, it's not going to happen. But you know whatever. Yeah, yeah I think. Um... Yeah. To wrap this up, I think this is obviously why those layoffs were so bad because they they had seen these numbers and trying to course correct 
but sure. you know it, it we'll just have to see kind of where um like the the ramifications of all those cuts as you know the jobs still need to get done but that is our discussion topic yay <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's talk about the toys we got and get into some trips to the store. The Transmissions Podcast will return after these messages. Trips to the store is, of course, powered by our friends at T Public. You can get uh, all our merchandise at our T Public store. That's at transmissionspodcast.com slash T Public. You can get cool transmissions shirts. <laughs> I've got my tape man. Jeremy's got his uh, his transmissions one. Uh, transmissions Armada one. Uh, Daryl doesn't appear to have. Is one. that Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Don't be like Daryl. Be like Jeremy and Charles. <laughs> and get your transmission awesome. shirt. Yeah, right on. <laughs> of course. Uh, you don't have to get a transmission shirt. You can get any any shirt at T Public. Just use our link, transmissionspodcast.com slash T Public. Anything you buy through that link will help out the show. So weather's getting warmer. Out. Time to get some more t shirts. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh let's talk about the stuff we got. Um I don't have anything I'm I'll go first. I don't have anything new this week. But uh seeing that that Legend Silverbolt uh, made me bring out my Silverbolt. So here he is. Uh, yeah, as I mentioned, this is actually my brother's Silverbolt, uh, but he doesn't like Transformers anymore. So I got it, uh, and it's a good figure. It's uh, it's a little loose. I mean, it's a you know, it's twenty five years old at this point, but it still has the uh, the little swords. I think. Oh no, they're not there. Never mind. <laughs> you are missing the missiles. Yes, I miss. I'm missing the missiles. Sorry, uh, but it's still a good figure. It's nice. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and it looks like the the new Legends figure is pretty much the a very close design to that. It was designed by the same uh, the same uh, designer at, at uh, Takara. So uh, yeah, if you're if you don't have this one and you want to get the new one, I think it, that's a good substitute. So. All right, uh, Daryl, what do you got? All right, uh, no new toys, but I do have some new comics because um, uh, the issue five of the Transformers book came out last week, and I picked up uh, my copy. Uh, so there's issue five, uh, and I bought the one in ten ratio variant as well. So. I am getting I am getting them the the connecting covers for all of these here, which reminds me, Charles, you have one of them for me, so um, I wanted to remind you of that. I'm going to do that right in the middle of the show too, so just uh, make sure that that gets done. <laughs> I mean, bring it to TF Connolly. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, it's it's been a light week. It's it's there's no good toy coming out right now. I'm you know. Nothing that I wanted to, nothing that I really want to back or anything like that. So it's, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, 
uh, nothing I'm I'm really interested in and buying. It gets hard when you got almost all the G1s. What do you buy? So you know, you just wait. TFCon LA. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably buy some stuff there. <laughs> Maybe simple things. <laughs> all right, Jeremy. Uh, I also to don't you. have toys, but um, I shared uh, a couple of weeks ago the puzzle that I got, the Super 7 puzzle, in its unfinished state, and uh, my wife did 95% of the work on this. I, it, It's like shake and bake. I helped. I didn't really help a lot. <laughs> um, but she finished it, and it looks really, really good. Um, it's really good big sized puzzle but i think she's going to be putting it away she doesn't leave the puzzles assembled but i just i think it looked really good our, re- our biggest problem is that it's very dark so lots of like black puzzle pieces or dark blue puzzle pieces and it's hard to see what goes where but i'm happy to have it done that that japanese movie art just looks really good mm-hmm. and then the other thing i have is um we talked about these boy scout patches uh i think it was a week or so ago and i ordered those two and they came in and these are the officially licensed uh tope lodge order the arrow uh patches this, this goes on your pocket flap and then this big one comes goes on the pocket and just as, as a, a patch collector as well, it, this is just, you know, if, if it's two of my um, collecting desires. So, you know, I got those. They're, they're not that expensive. So that's all I got. Super cool. Right. Uh, that's all for Chips to Soar. It's a light week. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not, we're not helping out Hasbro with their, no, with I their, mean... uh, toy merchandise problem. <laughs> but, uh, we'll try and do better, Hasbro. <laughs> well, if Hasbro does better, we'll do better. Yeah. Yeah. True. All right. Let's move on with the rest of the show. We now return to the Transmissions Podcast. And that will wrap it up for this week's episode of Transmissions. No feedback, no convention news. So uh, we're going to call it quits there. Thanks uh, to everyone for watching, especially our Masterpiece Donatrions. Uh, These are the folks who continue to support the podcast at our highest level on Patreon. So that's why we give them a mention in every episode. So thank you once again. To John Forex Levengood and Demon Tech 82, we really appreciate your support. And thank you to everyone for watching and listening this week. We will see you next time. Bye bye. Hi. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Bye.